Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisaitl right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're gonna regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get the shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Brennan Escott joining you. The Monday edition of Oilers Now, country music legend Charlie Daniels passing away today at the age of 83 uh, from uh, 
a stroke. Uh, he, of course, known for his monster hit 1979, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I have been to Georgia. I saw Georgia play Auburn when the Atlanta Thrashers were still in the National Hockey League, and uh, they had more people outside uh, tailgating uh, during the course of the game uh, than we did on the uh, Sunday afternoon when the Oilers ended up playing the Thrashers. That was the last year they were in the NHL before they moved to um Winnipeg, where people actually care about hockey. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Digitex is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, we're in a holding pattern. Uh, there's been a fair amount of traction made. We believe that the Return to play protocols for phase three slash phase four is all but put together. Uh, now there has to be a, uh, an MOU on the CBA side, potential of a six year contract extension uh, between the NHL and the NHLPA. It's remarkable what happens. Um, when time, when times are like this, where you have groups that at times have been sort of fighting against one, one another over the years in uh, extended labor disputes, but now they have a con- common enemy, enemy, and that enemy is, uh, wow, that enemy obviously is COVID-19 and the pandemic, and so we've seen the NHL and the NHLPA work together, uh, understand that they're going to have to rebuild their business. This is what effective organizations do during challenging times. They just don't throw their hands up in the air and say, well, I'm going to go bury my head in uh, in the pillow in the basement of the house and uh, stay in, and, and that's the way I'm going to live my life. Instead, they go out there and they try to map out a plan. So we're closing in on the potential uh, return to play, a conclusion of the 2019-20 season, uh, all while dealing with the ongoing challenges that exist as a result of COVID-19. Again, Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. On today's show, regular Monday contributor NHL insider John Shannon will have lots of discussions on RTP, MOU, CBA, uh, all that coming up at 1235. Uh, Boston Bruins beat writer Joe Haggerty from NBC in Boston and he uh, penned a piece uh, complimenting the work of Gary Bettman and the course of action that the National Hockey League took and the fact that they didn't commit too early, specifically to American markets, especially given the ongoing challenges uh, that the U.S. has had in fighting uh, COVID-19. And it really has been, and, and I, I guess you can sort of relay this a, a, a bit to, to hockey and contrast it. I mean, you have conflicting groups historically the nhl and the nhlpa and they've worked together to get a resolution to have a chance to play and yes money was involved they needed to do it but look at canada and some might say well part of the reason why canada's had a more successful uh run of stomping the curve uh is because it's been an apolitical situation in canada and it has not been perfect here and we all know that well clearly in the united states it is absolutely unequivocally a political situation when it comes to COVID and uh, Americans they take their freedom uh, very seriously uh, but to the point that uh, now they're really getting pounded once again and it's uh, I, I don't know about you but and you can text us and tell us how you feel I just feel pity like I feel sadness for what's going on in the U.S. and we are not just 
full disclosure here, um, at some point over the next 72 hours, there's going to be an announcement, a proclamation coming from the National Hockey League on Phase 3, Phase 4, and the MOU on a CBA extension. That's going to happen. And then the uh, Board of Governors has to ratify it. That's the owners of the respective teams, and they'll do that uh, because Gary Batman was negotiating on their behalf. And then the players are going to have to vote on it, and they've got about a 72-hour window to do so. And uh, Brian Lawton, who joined us every Wednesday in Oilers Now, said yesterday he expects it to be about 60 to 70% approval uh, for the new deal moving forward. So uh, that bodes well here. And, and it, But again, it shows once again, parties have to work together. And when conflicting interests get involved and don't recognize who the true enemy is, well, you end up with situations like we have currently in the United States. And that still has me a little bit nervous, and I'll tell you why. Because I have confidence, once they get into the Edmonton and Toronto bubble, that, and there might be the occasional positive uh, test, because that's going to happen. But I think we're way better situation in Canada right now than they are in the United States. I think that's an absolute given. And I'm concerned that we may end up in a situation where, you know, maybe an American team doesn't make it here. Uh, crazier things have happened. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, Joe Haggerty at 1 o'clock today. Rick Follett from Octagon. He represents uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Jake DeBrusque, uh, Ryan Murray. And we'll get his thoughts on uh, what's happened here in the negotiations between the NHL and the PA and the work that uh, Don Fear and Gary Bettman have done. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines. They did not have table games. Those are uh, not ready to uh, roll yet. Uh, and, of course, there's obviously health concerns on that front. Remember, the main casino floor is 100% smoke-free at the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us at 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Back at the 630 Chet Studios is Brendan Escott. He's available at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Brendan, how was your weekend? Got some golfing in on Saturday afternoon just before the rain showers took over. I know uh, our, our young fella Cody Jansen we actually crossed paths in the parking lot the rain clouds were coming in and so was he so I don't know if he ended up on the on for a full nine or 18 or whatever but I had a great weekend Bob how was yours it was okay it was okay I mowed the lawn just before it rained on Saturday. Uh, I haven't taught Hudson how to do that yet, so that's going to be uh, something in the future. And I watched Icarus. Have you seen that uh, documentary yet about the the Russian doping scandal? You know what? I've got it about halfway through. I haven't gone back to finish it, though. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. One of the best sports documentaries out there. So uh, you can tweet us at Oilers now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And again, Brendan's at Brendan Escott with two E's and two T's. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommend uh is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, uh, let's get into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online on directworkwear.com. So, I, Brendan, I will tell you, full disclosure here, I had a, uh, I was deciding which this day in Oilers history I was going to use for Saturday. We elected to go the route with the Connor McDavid eight-year contract extension. Uh... And 
Anyhow, I was thinking, you know, that's a pretty significant date. George LaRocque also told us uh, on Friday that on July 5th, that's when he signed with the uh, Phoenix Coyotes uh, because he couldn't get a, a no-movement uh, clause from the Edmonton Oilers. And LaRocque says to this day, and you can tell in George's voice, he, he really has a lot of time for Edmonton. He says he regrets on not signing long-term in Edmonton. After I was done, remember when Boogeyman was running Emski and all the guys were getting run? Yeah. It was insane. And then they tried to bring a couple of tough guys back and, and, and it didn't work out so much. And then Maxi talked to me and they said after I was gone, they said they realized how much they needed the tough guy and stuff. So I almost went back to Edmonton and I wanted to. The only reason why I didn't, it was because of my mom. My mom was begging me because all the games playing Edmonton, which is Montreal, you know, they start at like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night and it's too late for her and she's right. a nurse and she get up so early in the morning. She was begging me to come and, and some of my family that went in Montreal and I'm like, and I didn't want to. I said, guys, my home is Edmonton. And it's like, come on, you played there long enough. You got to sign Montreal. So against my will, I did it. I did it for my whole family, but I wanted yeah. to be back in Edmonton so much. Uh, I love Edmonton so much. And, and, and you know, it, there's no there's no place like this. I, like, I fall in love with the city so much when I played there that even though I, I was speaking broken English in the beginning, I didn't even go back to Montreal in the summer. I stayed in Edmonton all year long uh, to do community work. And, and I remember I did the Klondike days, the, mon- the Monday morning magic. I, I did that, I think, eight years in a row. Even when I got traded, I went to other teams. I would still go back in Edmonton to do this. So I love the, the fan the city so much. Uh, it, it, it was the first chance that I've gotten in the NHL was in Edmonton. So they draft me. They give me my best chance. Uh, they turn me into a player because a lot of tough guys, as you know, they only play one, two minutes a game. And um, my best memories was from Edmonton. So that's why it was so hard for me to make that decision. And, you know, you can't live with regret in life. But if there's ever one, if I had to point that out, is the fact that I didn't listen to Mac T and come back and play in Edmonton. All right, that's George LaRock. Uh, of course, signed it with uh, Phoenix in 2006, and then in 2008 was a free agent. The Oilers uh, offered him a four-year deal at that time. Uh, we love having George on the show. There's been a lot of positive response uh, since uh, he has come back. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text comes in. Uh, it says, Hi, Bob. It's Dan. I'm curious as to what your view is on this, but in my opinion, Gary Bettman has done a very good job of leading the NHL. In my opinion, of all the major leagues, he's shown the best plan and leadership. Baseball is a joke, and I don't think the NFL has been great. I've never understood why he's vilified and booed by the fans. Uh, As I'm concerned, Bettman has fought... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Bettman has fought for Canadian franchises, but many don't seem to agree. Thanks. Great show. Um, well, he has had a couple labor disputes, and one of them was fought for markets like Edmonton and Calgary, so we could get to a point where there was a uh, a salary cap. And then, ironically, coming out of that dispute, what we found is hockey means a hell of a lot more here than in several of the southern markets. I know it was pointed out in Kurt Levin's piece this year, in the, or this week in the Cult of Hockey, talking about Ryan Kessler. And and full disclosure here, just so everybody is aware, there have been multiple cuts directed Edmonton's way from uh, media personalities in markets like Calgary and and Vancouver about appearing as though Edmonton's on the precipice of being announced as a hub city. That's going to come with the territory. You know, 
some guys like to be uh, they like to lower themselves to the lowest common denominator and go for that type of response um and other other individuals are just jealous that Edmonton's in a position to hold us right now. So you know, people are entitled to their opinion. You're going to hear more of this over the you know if everything does eventually come to fruition. But when it comes to Bettman's record on COVID, the fact that the NHL took their time, and the fact that the NHL and the NHLPA have been able to combine their resources and work towards a positive resolution, I think. Reflect, uh, reflects very well on Gary Bettman. I don't think there's any other way you can say it. I generally don't like the booing. Like the year of the Philadelphia draft when Drysaddle went third, which was a great draft for Edmonton, because you know they got Drysaddle at number three. Um, it was just relentless and it was stupid. But that's Philly. That's why Bill Burr did his epic uh, ten to twelve minute screw Philly back. Uh, comedy routine the one year after they booed a comedian after a comedian off the stage at a summer uh, comedy festival. It's one of the greatest um, comic moments of all time. Uh, anyhow, so interesting point by you, Dan. I tend to have the same philosophical approach. I think Batman specifically on the handling with COVID and it's I mean, it's a challenging new world for everybody out there. These are not easy times. Um, they, they took their time and we're in the situation that we're in. There you go. You can text us at 780-496-0016. This text comes in, Bob, uh, what would the NHL do if a team couldn't make it? I don't know. That's my concern. My concern is right now there's, you know, we have the situation that we have in Canada. It's been an apolitical thing in Canada, right? It hasn't been a right versus left thing dealing with COVID-19 and the pandemic in Canada. I think most of you are smart enough to recognize that it's totally been played as a left versus right thing or a Democratic versus Republican thing in the States. I think you'd be naive if you don't believe that to be the case. Um, and they have real challenges with, you know, skyrocketing numbers in anywhere from 27 to 31 states. And and there are players that are going in, Canadian players that I know of, that are going into those U.S. markets that are skating that are quite concerned. And I know we had some more numbers come out today. And uh, the National Hockey League announced today 396 players have reported to club training practice facilities for optional participation in Phase 2 activities. There's been in excess of 2,900 COVID-19 tests administered, including more than 1,400 in the past week. To this group of players, those results have uh, resulted in a total of 23 uh, returning confirmed positive test results for COVID-19. So that's 23 positive tests on 2,900 total tests done. That is roughly 0.8%, which is right around the the range that Edmonton has been at since the start of the pandemic. In addition, since June the 8th, the opening of Phase 2 of the league is aware of 12 additional players who've tested positive for COVID-19 outside of the Phase 2 protocol. So that's got people nervous. And again, um, we'll have to... Uh, and. We'll have to wait and see uh, how we uh, how we end up, you know, getting going here, if we can get going. But at least there's a plan, and they're close to announcing that plan. All right, 1223, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. 
Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Mike Smith, one of, I would say, potential. Well, we're going to see Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen here for sure. Stuart Skinner, uh, Olivier Rodrigue. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Dylan Wells is here as well. So that's five goaltenders coming up uh, once we get into phase three, which theoretically the training camps would start, what, next Next Monday, the 13th. All right, uh, into NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to Elite Promotional Marketing back at the 630 Chet Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. NHL and NHLPA reportedly agreeing to terms on Phase 3 and Phase 4 of the Return to Play protocol, meaning the only thing left to be worked out is the new CBA. That's at least according to last week's news that the league is going to announce everything like that at once. Meanwhile, while 23 players now have tested positive for COVID-19 over the past month. 23 of 396 who were tested positive. That's just under uh, 6% there. It's also up nine new cases since phase two began. In total, they've administered around 2,900 tests. And Flames, uh, the Calgary Flames say the top prospect on the back end, Yusuf Valamaki, will not be ready to return to play if slash when it begins again this season. Remember, he missed all of the um, this year after tearing up his knee last offseason. There's a caveat to this, Bob, as well. If they don't have him play, then he stays under a particular limit, which allows them to preserve or protect Mark Giordano and next offseason's expansion draft with Seattle sure. as well. All right. Quick text comes from EA. Bob, with Edmonton being a hub city, are teams sending any broadcasters or broadcast technicians? I imagine there can be snags with the amount of regional feeds that need to be sent. Uh, it is my belief that there would be a broadcast crew sent in for TV purposes, uh, not the play by, not necessarily play by play in color, but an actual uh, full technical uh, crew might be two technical crews, and they would be part of the hub from the league perspective in order to produce the television broadcast for the games. Um, I'd be surprised if there are a lot of radio broadcasters that were set with their teams. Be very surprised if that occurred. But we'll wait and see what happens. John Shannon might have some feedback coming up next. He's our NHL insider. After a global news weather traffic update, it's 1229 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.